Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Intentional Guy. We are on air today with Johnny Taverner. And Johnny, it's so good to, to have you today. I love the guitars in the back. I'm a fellow uh, guitarist as well. So you, you, you stole my heart watching just looking at those guitars. <laughs> Thank you for being on our show today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Michael. Thanks so much for the invite. I really appreciate it. So, Johnny, we, we you know, on Tenant intentional guy we we talk about several different things a lot of it is just really uh an intentionality in serving god but you know that i not to be religious so but to be real men who mm-hmm. uh every day face everyday things and look for strategies to just become better and the best way i've learned to do that is rub elbows with other godly men other men who are in this life together and, and find out what works for them, how things are, are going for them there. And not just the blessings, but the struggles, because we can learn a lot in our struggles as well. So I just want to take this time to, you know, for God to just anoint this time with you. And if you would, let's just start off. You tell us a little bit about you and your story. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I'm actually from England. I was born in England and, and uh, we immigrated to Canada when I was six years old. So I had long hair down on my shoulders and everybody else's short backsides flat on top, looking at me like, what planet are you from? Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my uh, my parents, they were they were young when they had us, like in their early 20s. And and uh, sadly, though, when I was 11 years old, my parents divorced mm-hmm. and uh, my dad left to to live life with a uh a young student that uh, he was teaching at a college. And so I ended up growing up with my mom and my brother. And there were some very tough years. We were on uh, social assistance for three years. You know, my mom had to get uh, presents, Christmas presents from uh, a newspaper fund for kids that didn't have any money and things like that. And and those were tough times. Those were really tough times. But what made it tougher was the fact that my mom uh, was just consumed with bitterness and anger about this whole life change, right? You know, it wasn't what she was expecting. And, and of course, um, you know, a lot of those uh, situations don't end well between the couples. And I kind of grew up in that atmosphere. And I had a lot of, a lot of um, not bitterness, but just, you know, like uh, not even anger, but there was definitely something there that, that wasn't suited for my right. personality, you know, and it, and it clouded everything that I, uh, that I thought. And so when I was, uh, just about to graduate high school, I, uh, I started going to a church with my girlfriend at that time. And, um, one Sunday the guy was preaching and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go up and I'm going to ask Jesus to be my savior. And, uh, so I did, and he prayed with me. And uh, I remember clearly to this day, I had a Cheshire grin smile on my face that you couldn't wipe off for hours, you know, and I just felt that burden lift and stuff like that. And, and it was, you know, but they said, you should tell somebody. And I went home and I told my mom and she wasn't happy about it at all, you know, because uh, she was involved in the occult and involved in, mm-hmm. you know, tarot card reading and like psychic fairs and all that kind of stuff. So it was obviously an affront to everything that she was engaged in. Right. Right. And, uh, so sometime after that, you know, that girl and I, we split up and it was hard for me to, uh, continue going to that same building, obviously seeing her there and, and with somebody else and stuff. And, and it, it just caused me grief. And so I ended up, 
I stopped going uh, and got a job in the energy industry and worked there, been working there for the last, you know, 40 something years and uh, um, fell into back into the same crowd. And, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, if, if uh, God comes in and cleans the house and yet you let that same spirit in, he'll bring seven worse ones with him. Yeah. And so my life started to, uh, to unravel, you know, um, in a bad way, got involved. Like I wasn't a heavy drinker, but I did drink and socially, um, a lot of my, uh, peers were very involved in the drug world. And, uh, you know, we did a lot of those kind of, uh, social type drugs, you know, on, on a lot of occasions. And then there was a point where, uh, in my early twenties, uh, my mid twenties, I guess, um, one of my friends that I had grown up with, the three of us were really close friends. Um, he got killed on his motorcycle. And, uh, at the same time that that happened, um, God was already starting to draw me back. Um, you know, I'd be going to, to the, the bars and different things and the parties and so on. And, and yet every time I was there in this period of being drawn, it was like God had taken the scales off my eyes and things just started to seem questionable to me. Like, like, what am I doing here? Like right. I looked around at people and they were like, it was like complete clarity of this was not the place I was supposed to be. And then right around that time, I met another girl who became my wife and has been ever since. And, um, you know, she had this glow about her and I didn't really understand what it was at the time, but my spirit knew. And she had just given her heart to the Lord. And, you know, as we talked and things like that, and, and she said, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian now and I'm going to church. And so I started going back to church with her. And it wasn't long after that, that, that I gave my heart back to the Lord. And, you know, throughout those uh, decades, you know, it's been 30, 36 years, right? Yeah. Um, God has brought me through mountains and valleys and, and all kinds of things. And, you know, when you first get saved, you're very zealous, right? You're very, yes. I tell everybody in the world, yeah, you right. And yes. just like, oh, back off a bit, you know, right. And, and of course, all, all my old friends and peers, they all fell away because we had different life outlooks now, you know, and it wasn't that I drove them away. They just didn't want me to be a part of their life. Right. And that's okay. Right. Um, but, you know, there's, there's definitely been some, some challenges with, with walking with God. And I know your, your show talks about being intentional. And I think that, you know, it's key that, that uh, from my own experience, I understand that we can't serve God in a legalistic way. We can't serve right. God in a walk of works alone. You know, we right. do works because of our faith, but we can't, we can't mandate that we do this and this and this and this and this because that's what's acceptable as Christianity, right? It right. has to come from the heart. You know, and so when when Jesus really gets a hold of our heart and we freely give that to him and we surrender, that's when things start to change. And I remember a couple of years ago, um, you know, I was I was just praying and I just felt, Lord, I'm just going to kind of talk to the Lord like in, as I'm talking to you, like an everyday right. conversation. And it fundamentally changed um, just how I felt my walk with God was. Now, I, I've struggled my whole Christianity with understanding the love of the Father because I never had a father figure in my right. life. So to good or bad, right? Whether you have a good or bad father figure, at least you know what a father is, 
right? right? And I never had one. So it was very hard for me to uh, kind of embrace the idea of God as my father. And it's still kind of working through that to this day. But, you know, I'm God has just been speaking to me so much lately. I'm, I'm, I'm reading through the New Testament and I have been for uh, once I finish, I start again, you know, and this is like my right. third time through this year type of thing or fourth time. And I'm in the book of first John and, and, uh, and it's just, God's just been ministering to me gracefully about what it means to love him and what it means for him to love us. And I think that when we start to realize those things, that, that makes a big change in our walk with God because it's not religion, it's relationship. Right. Yes. And, and that yeah. makes all the difference in the world. Yes. And there are some, there are some things that, that I am intentional about with my walk with God, you know, based on, on your show's theme. Um, you know, I spend my first moments and time in the morning with my devotions, you know, I'll read my chapter of the, of the, the Bible, whether I'm in the new Old Testament for the day as I'm working through it, I'll spend time in prayer with God. I have a prayer book that I've been writing and my wife and I have been writing in prayer books for over 20 years. And the one thing that I really like about the prayer books is that it gives you a written account of one, your, where you were in your relationship with God. It's almost like a diary, right? right? And two, it also gives you a documented record of things that you've prayed for. And I can flick back through my different prayer books and I can say, oh, yeah, God answered that. Oh, and God answered that, too. You know, yeah. and it really helps to, to build your faith. And I would encourage everybody to do that. And there was a time earlier this year where I got away from it a little bit because I felt like I was repeating the prayers that to write them down that I had already just prayed verbally and, and shared with the Lord. And I found that my my walk tended was tending to um, not be as vibrant as it, as it was leading up to that point. So I've gotten back to writing in my prayer book now and have been for a little while. And it's, it's just, it's incredible. You know, we have a, uh, we have a Wednesday night zoom group and uh, we've been meeting on uh, zoom for over two years, ever since the pandemic started. Right. And a lot of these people I've never met in person until just recently, you know, and uh, we have uh, what I did was I built a uh, online prayer log in Google and gave everybody access to it. So uh, we are very intentional about um, when we get together on Zoom, we, we pray at the beginning and we pray at the end for any prayer requests around the room. And then we we document them. If people want to document them, they can go online and they can log in. They can document. They can see all the other ones that are there. So on Wednesday nights, what we do uh, before our meeting or Wednesday during the day, we'll take time to fast something, whether it's a meal or, you know, if it's a TV or whatever it might be. Right. You can fast whatever you want, but spend purposeful time praying over those prayer requests. Right. Nice. And we've we've got like one hundred and three prayer requests on there. And we've had like 84, 85 of them answered directly by God. And mm -hmm. one, for example, one guy was given three weeks to live, had terminal cancer, stage four in his bones, in his blood. And uh, we prayed for him. He would log in from his hospital room with the chemo bags hanging there and stuff. And God has 100% healed him, 100%. And it's, wow. it's just incredible, you know? And I think we have to really understand that God hears and answers our prayers according to his will. Right. And, yes. you know, he bore our stripes for our healing. He says, you know, in Isaiah 53, five, first Peter two twenty four, that by his stripes, we are healed. 
And yeah. so we have a lot of, it's, it's funny that a lot of the people in our group have their own kind of healing issues that they need God to deal with. But we've, um, it's almost like we've been mandated as a, a small prayerful group and people are coming to us and saying, Hey, I know you guys pray. Would you mind praying for this? Would you mind praying for that? And so it's pretty exciting. Yes. And I, and you know, I resonate with everything that you just said, and I want to recap a little bit of it because, you know, intentional guy, uh, it came and I told you this earlier, it came from being, I, I was just lost in life because I, mm -hmm. I, I, I was letting life lead me instead of me leading life. But we also, I have to be so careful because I can become legalistic in my actions because I have to pray at this time. I have to have this devotion at this time. And, and I've learned to cast that aside and I'm going to build a relationship daily with Christ. And so once I changed how I, I started seeing Christ, uh, I still have my devotion time with, I still have my prayer time with him, but it's like, I'm talking with you right now. And I it, just having that authentic relationship with Christ is so crucial, but also the relationships with other men. I think how crucial that's been in my life to, to have other people that you're praying for, you're praying with, that you're seeing God move in their lives and that you share that authentic relationship with them so that they can have that, you know, you were talking about how you didn't have a father growing up. So that makes that a little bit uh, difficult understanding God. And I can see where the benefit of being in a Zoom meeting with a bunch of men can help you to define some of that relationship with God because you can learn off of their experience. You can learn off their history, such as what they can do for you. Well, we have men and women in our group and we have from the start, you know, but there's a couple of things that you mentioned that I wanted to expand on a little bit. Um, one about not walking legalistically. One of, one of my biggest things, you know, the Bible says my sheep hear my voice, mm -hmm. right? So I pray all the time, God, help me to tune the radio frequency of my spirit to your voice so I can tune into it and I can hear it. And, you know, there's times when, like, as Christians, you know, the Bible says that if we know something uh, to do something that is good and we do it not, it's sin. Right? right. You know, and so we, we do want to help people. We do want to love them, show them the love of God and so on. But there's times where I can, I can go back and I can tell you stories of different situations where I wasn't a hundred percent sure that God was telling me to do something. And then afterwards the condemnation came, you know, but God says that, you know, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And yeah. yes, I may have missed opportunities to do something for God, but it was kind of like a learning process. So I'm trying to, to learn to hear his voice better because that allows me to be a, a more uh, productive vessel for him. Yes. You know, and, and to expand his kingdom. And so I'll, uh, I'll give you one example. I was, uh, I was going uh, really quickly. I was going to the hospital to get a, a checkup on my heart because I had an incident after my first COVID vaccine, you know, and uh, anyway, they were going to put one of these monitor things on me. And when I went to the hospital, I saw a guy who was parked in an RV 
like a uh, an older like a 1980s rv you know right he was he was uh milling around kind of looking it over and stuff and i thought oh that's that's kind of interesting and i saw him walking over to the clinic and i had to go into my appointment and when i came back out um i didn't see him there and i thought okay well you know maybe he's he's gone or whatever right or, or in his appointment and as i was driving away from that parking lot i felt that nudge from the holy spirit and and I was going to, there was a Tim Hortons, which is like a Dunkin' Donuts in the States or something like that, right. a coffee house, right? And so I said, well, I'm going to, I felt this nudge to go and buy him a coffee and breakfast and just drop it off, right? So I went to the Tim Hortons, the lineup for the car drive through was really long. And I said, okay, I'm just going to park and I'm going to go in. And I had in my head, I was going to get him a coffee and a breakfast sandwich, right? And a hash brown. Right. And so when I got into the line, I ordered my coffee and I ordered a black coffee with cream and sugar on the side because I didn't know what he took. And I was going to order the breakfast sandwich and I, and I looked over in the, in the display and they had these um, Boston cream donuts. Right. And I said, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, two of those. Right. Or chocolate chip, sorry, chocolate chip muffins. And I, I'll take two of those. And uh, so anyway, I went back, I'm, to get in my car and the whole lineup was behind me and I couldn't get out. I had to wait for somebody to let me out, right. To back out of my parking right. spot. And, uh, and I'm thinking this guy's going to be gone. Like, you know, I'm not going to catch him. And anyway, I finally got out and I went back there and, and the RV was still there and there was nobody there. So I took this and I, I walked and knocked on the door and I said, hello, anybody here? And he comes out and he says, uh, can I help you? And I said, yeah. I said, I just brought you breakfast. And he goes, why would you bring me breakfast? And I said, because I thought Jesus wanted me to bring you breakfast, right? And he goes, oh. Then anyway, he opens it up and he goes, uh, how did you know to get me a chocolate chip muffin? And I said, I did. He says, but that's the only thing I ever eat at Tim Hortons. And I said, well, Jesus told me to get it for you. And it like opened up a whole conversation about God and he shared his mm -hmm. life with me and and uh, he ended up giving his heart to the Lord. And I got to pray for him. And I got, you know, he had uh, some medical issues. I got to pray for him. And, and I'll tell you, when I left that and I walked away, I felt that glow and that warmth mm -hmm. of that I had done what God wanted me to do. And nothing because of me, but just sheer obedience, you know, and, and being um, in tune enough to hear that that right. person needed something. Right. And I think that's what our, our walk has to be. It's gotta be every single day. Start yeah. every day. Like we, uh, um, there's a sign that I'm going to put above my front door in the house. So when we go out the door, it's only going to say one word and that word is going to be others mm. because we are here to serve. Yes. You know, we are here. Yes. Represent the love of God to the world. And if I meet somebody today and I'm the only Christian they ever meet, I might be the only Bible they ever hear about or read. Right. Right. And we're here to serve others. And, you know, like this world is consumed with everything about ourself. You know, everybody wants their 15 seconds of fame on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or whatever it might be. Right. You know, and you talked about being intentional men these days you don't really see that many good examples of men in the world, right? You know, you right. see a lot of news and everything about all the bad ones, of course right. they would, because that's sensational, right? You know, but 
we really need to represent God faithfully and truly, first off to our families, you know, and then secondly, to those around us, our loved ones, the people we work with every day. And it, it, we, need, we need to impact this world because the time is short, you know. And I don't want to go and stand before my Heavenly Father when I get there, when I pass through that veil. And he says to me, you know, like I brought 50 people across your path and you only talked to two of them. Right. Like, yes, he would still accept me into heaven and things like that. But and, and I know it's not about works. It's not about I need to talk to 100 people today. It's not like that. I just want to be obedient so I can be who he needs me to be at the moment that that person that I meet needs to hear him. John, can I tell you something? So this is such a God thing. OK, so intentional guy came from. Uh, several years ago when I was getting back into my journey with God and our pastor encouraged us to find you, find a word from God that God's giving to you. And it, it was intentional. And I fought it for a little bit because I was like, there's nothing spiritual about the word intentional and all this. Right. But I will say that was probably four years ago. So for four years, I would look for a new word every year, but God would take me back to intentional. Right. Because he was teaching me so much stuff. And so it was like, it's not about having a word a year. It's about having a word for me. And this is what I want you to learn. Uh, just recently, I've been praying and I've been saying, I, I felt like God's like, now I, I've taught you intention. Now I want to teach you something else. And it's funny because I've been battling this word. And let me tell you what the word has been. Serve. Mm hmm. That's been the word. And as you're talking here, God has just reassured to me through your words that that's my word now is, is serve. And, and that's what I'm about right now. I, I want to serve others and God will give you a burden in your heart. A lot of times I was in ministry for years and we get a skewed idea of what ministry is. Yes. Ministry is nothing more than serving others. Amen. And so I, I appreciate that today because to me, I've got goosebumps because I hear God speaking to me today. Uh, and I, and I need that yeah. because I know that I'm at that next stage in life. And I'm, I'm probably going to air this sooner rather than later, because I, I want to branch off in that and encourage other people. So when we get outside of ourselves and we can start pouring into others that God can flow through you like, like you've never seen before in your life. So I want to thank you for, for sharing that with, with us today. Oh, praise God. You know, what makes me think about, um, and I, and I wrote a song about this 25 years ago called the vessel. And it makes me think about when Jesus turned the water into wine, his first mm -hmm. miracle. Right. And what did they say? He said, they filled those vessels up to the brim. Right. right. You know, and in this song, um, in the chorus, uh, it says, um, you know, fill me to the brim and let it overflow in the place you called me to be. I'm yours, Lord, and I'll serve you for now and eternity. Mm. And I'll tell you, I just I just want to be that vessel. Like there's nothing in yes. this world that matters more to me than being the person that God wants me to be and to be used according to his will, you yes. know, like 
I, this world is so temporal, yes. you know, and I don't know if people realize that. Like it's a very thin veil between this world and the next. And yeah. I've said it a couple of times before, you know, for people that that are listening or, or watching, however you are, your show, um, people say, well, where's God? And I'll say, you know what? God is as close as your next breath. Yes. But he's even closer at your last. Mm. Are you ready for that? Yes. Are, are you ready to meet God? You know, what have you spent your life doing? You know, right. what have you what have you achieved in life for God? What has um, how have you changed the world to be better because mm -hmm. of your relationship with God? Yeah. You know, we've seen a lot of fallen Christian um, leaders, yes. you know, and the world looks at us and they say it's hypocrisy. It's fake. It's you know right. what I mean? And that's what God's calling us to do. God is calling us to be the truth and the light in a, in a very powerful yeah. and, and anointed way, you know, because the world needs to see it. It's not God's will that any should perish, but he wants all to come to repentance. Mm -hmm. And the onus is on us to shed all the nonsense. And like, you know, like, yeah, we need to get rid of any sin in our life and things like that. But what about the time stealing things in our life? What about right. the things that we do that take time away that we could have spent that time sitting in the presence of God. Yeah. And that's, that's one where, where I intentional came to me because I, I, I wasted so much of my time on things that did not matter. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I want to know that when people, and it's not so much when people see me, but I do want people to see God in me because not to get praise for me, but right. so that God will get praise and will change their life. Like he's changed my life yeah. because there's so much hurt and loneliness out there. And God, let me tell you, God has changed me so much in the last five years. Now, when I see people, I have such a more compassion now for people. I want to know their story. Yeah. And I want to know their story. So then I can help find where I can show God to them in that story. And I'm just really encouraged today, Johnny, with, with what you're saying. I think, you know, there's times when God anoints certain things. And I think this is one of those. And I know as we're talking, I've got listeners out there who seem a little lost right now, yeah. kind of, kind of floundering. And, and it doesn't have to be that, that way to serve God as a choice. Everything we do in life is a choice. And if you're in the midst of heartaches, you're in the midst of troubles, you, you've got, you know, divorce, you got a lot of things going on in your life. I used to be a catastrophier. Nobody had anything worse than me, you know, well, that's, <laughs> oh, I, I could prove that I do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And, but then I realized, you know what, this is a choice. I can be yeah. negative or I can be positive. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I started, I had some great relationships in my life and those relationships, thank God they were honest with me. And they're like, Mike, you need to start looking for the wins. You're looking at the negative, but God, you're missing all the blessings around you because yeah. you're, fo you're focusing on those negative part, but you have so much more blessings. And once I started doing that, that was life changing for me. And for so many of you that you can't see the winds right now because of, of the devastating losses in your life, maybe 
it is a choice. You have to stop and say, so, and I had to, for a long time, I had to pray. It wasn't something I'd learned overnight. I prayed it. God, change my heart. God, change me. Make, show me the wind. Show me how to be positive in you. But I also had to pray and ask God, don't make me legalistic. I don't, I yeah. want a relationship with you yeah. like no other. And I don't want it to be fake. I don't, I, I live such, I was, I was a preacher's kid. We learn how to please people. I don't want yeah. to please people. I want to please God. And I want that relationship with them. One thing you said um, that you were talking about there, uh, you want to uh, to strive to represent God to the people that you meet, that he brings across your path. And just let me tell you, um, as we, we talked earlier, you know, our, our faith isn't a faith of works. Okay. And yes. I think, I think what will fundamentally change that aspect of what God wants to do in your life is not to not to strive to to be um, the representation of Christ, but to be available to be the representation of Christ. God, the whole the Holy Spirit is a, a river of wow. flowing life, you know. And all we need to do is get into it and let Him carry us wherever we need to go. And God will ordain our steps. And the people we meet and the situations we're in and the places we get to represent him. The Bible so says that a man's gift will make room for him. Okay. You know, and God's given you this gift and he'll make room for you. And anybody that's listening or watching, he'll make room for you if you let him. Right. But you have to get in. You have to just release all of your ambitions and all of your desires and all of your goals and and uh, what you think you need to be. And just let God say, okay, come with me. So good. Come with me. And I will show you what you can do for me. Yeah. It's just a matter of surrendering from ourselves to God. That is so good, Johnny. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I resonate with that. I, I'm convicted on that myself. You know, this has made me to be to be better today. I'm ready to go out and start my day now <laughs> as serving others. So I hope people, as you're listening, you're just as energized as, as I am right now about this, because there's a joy that comes from serving God hmm. and serving others that we, we can't, we have to get outside of ourselves and do that. And, uh, you know, Johnny, one, one, just real quickly, one thing that you talked about, like, disastrous and catastrophes and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I was sharing this with our group on Wednesday night, just the other day, when I was a kid, when we was living with my mom and my brother, we were in an apartment building and there was a little uh, strip mall across the parking lot, right where the grocery store was. And I went into the, the little variety store there and I, um, I saw this little statue. It was only maybe five inches tall. Right. And it was like, a, you know, the, um, have you ever seen that insurance company's uh, mascot? He looks like a knight with armor on and, and I can't, I can't remember. Right. So it kind of looked like a cartoon knight. Okay. Right. And he stood there and I remember clearly he had this little clear plastic red sword that he was holding right and the little kind of furry stuff on the top of his helmet and the phrase on the bottom of the stand. And I want to, I want everybody that's listening to understand this. It doesn't matter what you're living through. It doesn't matter what situation you're facing or what relationship is tearing you down. It said, 
Love conquers all. Mm. Surrender. And there's so much truth in that. And you know what? I was a little kid and I bought that. And I bought it because it just spoke to me, you know, and I, I don't have it to this day. I wish I did. But there's so much truth in that love. God's love conquers all. Just surrender to him and let yeah. him prove it to you. Yeah. And he will. He will be faithful and he will. And I, I'm a living testament of that, you know, and listening to God. I can't tell you from just taking that word intentional and following. I didn't realize what God. God was going to show me, and we went through uh, tragedy. We we got ran over by a tanker truck, almost killed me and my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, we found out later that our son had been molested by um, a family friend. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of those tragedy, because we had surrendered over to God everything and started working those journeys, no, yes, they were difficult, heartbreaking. But because we listened to God, I'm telling you, our family came out victors, not victims. And I look at my family right now. My son is getting ready to go into the military, but nice. I look at thank his him, heart. Thank him for his service. Thank him for his service from, I, my, from the bottom of my heart. Okay. Thank you for his service. And, you know, I'm just proud of the man he is. And the enemy tried to take him out. And what I, you know, Johnny, what I realized was I never felt like I was the leader of my home. The enemy always had my ears telling me, and I, it was the hardest thing I did. But once I grasped this, I surrendered to it, and I did it. And I was intentional. Not I wasn't preaching it onto them to be that. I was just living it. I was finding my relationship God, with God. I was, it, it, what f flowed out of me flowed into them. Mm -hmm. And our family survived all this tragedy to great victory today. And there is joy in serving God. And it doesn't mean we're not going to have heartaches and hard, hard other times to come, but we're not walking it alone. And that's that pure joy of a relationship with Christ and surrendering to him because when you surrender to him he's got you and you know what i i truly believe that god god knows our life before he even created us in our mother's womb yes he knows everything that we're going to choose to do yes. everything uh good or bad you know whatever it might be everything that's going to happen to us he knows all about it yes you know and so i just want to encourage you and and those that are listening you know a lot of us have gone through some really tragic things in our life and some really terrible things in our life, right? But yet God allowed it for a purpose. And That's you know, right. Michael, Michael, God has allowed you and your family to go through that, not yeah. only to prove to you that he can be victorious and give you victory over all of those things in your life, but to help others. Yes. You're going to cross paths with people that have maybe in that situation at the present time or have gone through it themselves, right? Or know of something like that. And you're going to be able to speak life into yeah. their hearts and say, you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. Jesus can set you free. Jesus yeah. can deliver you. Already happening. And, it, and it's a blessing to see God take, make beauty out of ashes. Amen. It, it's, and it's just so amazing.
Amen. And, and we we had choices to make during those tragedies in our lives. We could have let we could have chose to let them overwhelm us and become bitter with God, or we could cho- choose to surrender to God and say, "We're weak. We we need your strength." Amen. And and it's all a matter of choice. So, well, Johnny, thank you for being on here today. I hope this has really encouraged you guys this week. I I, I pray that you will listen to this and re-listen to it again. This is such a great episode that I think is life-changing. If you choose to let it be life-changing for you, it's life-changing. So, Johnny, I just want to thank you again. Any last words you'd like to say before we go? Can I just pray for those that are listening? I would love it. I would love it. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for how the Holy Spirit, we thank you for how you led our conversation. And I just pray for everybody who can hear this show of Michael's today or um, can see it. And I just ask God that you would reveal yourself to them in a way that they know without a shadow of a doubt that you care and you love them and you are there for them as close as their whisper from their heart. I thank you for that, Lord. I pray you to anoint this this show, this this adventure that Mike is on, and help people to become more intentional in their life of living for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Johnny. Thank you so much. And listen, if you've been touched by this today, please put in a comment, send me a text message, send me an email. I just want to know, how can we pray for you? How can I serve you today, too? Until next time, everyone, just keep being intentional. Have a great day.